This episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast is sponsored by CoinZoom. Stick around to learn more about them later in this episode. So many altcoins promise to deliver real-world application, but never do. That's not true when it comes to a cryptocurrency that did its ICO in 2017 and today has demonstrated that they meant what they said. We're pleased to welcome Richard Ells, CEO and founder of Electronium, to the show to discuss their humble beginnings and the growth that they're experiencing by generating real-world adoption of cryptocurrency. And by the time we're done, you'll discover how you can get a $25 gift card to be used on an Electronium-based service. You've tuned into the world's most popular crypto podcast, according to our imaginary friends. And this is episode number 461 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? around the world in many countries not heard in all of them but that's i don't know why maybe we're banned from those this is the bad crypto podcast i'm joel Kahn, and i am sir lord travis wright scottish landowner <laughs> you are indeed and welcome to the show gang this is going to be a great episode we've got an interview with richard ells you know now i consider an og right if you did an ico in 2017 successfully and not only survived, but um, have real world use cases for your cryptocurrency, you know, then that that's OG as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, how many of those ICOs promised certain something, something and delivered nothing, nothing like so many. And Lots. like and this, this is a company that has kept rolling. It's evolved with the times. It's gotten better with time so much so that. You know, we were chatting with them and they asked us to be advisors on the team. And so we are. Indeed, they did. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment as part of our full disclosure. But first, want to give a shout out to our sponsor, The Lattice Exchange. You know, you've heard us talk a lot about DeFi on the show recently because DeFi, we believe, is here to stay. And we are the DeFi Dingleberries. Yeah, and heard that one before, had you? I think we have. We talked that. We said that. The DeFi Dingleberries? Did we? The DeFi D's Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) D's Nuts. You was eating those nuts. Lattice.exchange. You want to go check it out? It's designed as an evolution of the existing DeFi solutions platforms out there. It's going to allow a lot of different crypto assets, tradings, and a lot of other different things. These guys are moving things forward. Uh, by the creators of the DAG token. This is this is something really big, the Constellation Network. These guys are doing great, great stuff. And this is one of the first big applications built on the Constellation Network. We had a great interview with the CEO, but uh, Lattice.exchange, they're doing some really, really innovative stuff. And this stuff is so fast, so secure. They, you know, they did their, um, their governance token, LTX, launched, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. It's a ERC twenty token. So, you know, if you guys are want to know more about DeFi, see how these guys are solving the problem. Lattice dot exchange, and Sir Lord Travis Wright, as you mentioned, we are now advisors for Electronium, uh, and excited to be so because we've both been in since the beginning. 
for the ICO. And we think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview with the CEO and founder, Mr. Richard Ells. It's incredibly rare in the crypto space to find a project that did an ICO three years ago and yet is prospering and building and has a massive following, such as Electronium does. Both Mr. Travis Wright and I got to participate very early on in the ICO, and today we are pleased to announce that we are advisors for Electronium, and so we do have a dog in this hunt. But we also have the CEO in the room with us right now, Mr. Richard Ells, the CEO and founder of Electronium. Welcome, good sir, to Bad Crypto. Hi there. Thank you very much for, uh, for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. And maybe go ahead and just give us a little bit of your background so people know what you did before Electronium. Uh, yeah, okay. So I've got a few uh, different digital companies. I've been in, in, in the digital space for, for years and years, decades, actually, because I'm pretty ancient. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I've got a digital uh, marketing agency that's, that's relatively successful in the UK. And uh, I also have a, a piece of software that is used by um, corporates uh, that are in the multi-level marketing game. So people like Herbalife, Avon, Unilever, all sorts of those sorts of brands. Uh, have a piece of software. So I had a big tech team anyway. Uh, and then I was an uber geek, got into crypto. So uh, started involving all my all my team in, in the crypto world, dragging them down the rabbit hole, kicking and screaming sometimes. Mm. And, and how did that sort of transpire? Like, so you have this digital marketing agency, you've been doing all these different things. And all of a sudden you think, Electronium, I want to do Electronium. <laughs> like, how did that whole process go? And then what, what what led up to that ICO initially? Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was a long time coming. I mean, the, we, we launched the ICO uh, in September 2017, which the people that were around at that time will know that it was a furious and crazy time in crypto. And that was, uh, I'd love to say it was it was judgment on our part. It wasn't. You know, we've been planning for, for, for more than a year to do it. So uh, uh, we just got very lucky on our timing. But uh, what led me up to the uh, to the idea of, of, of getting involved in an ICO was, I, I had mining rigs scattered all over the house and uh, was was quite involved in uh, in in the technical side of crypto and it was just so technical back then it still largely is but it was so technical that I just thought the only way that real people uh, on the ground people are ever going to get involved in this uh, I've got children of course they're stuck with their heads in their mobile devices uh, uh, 26 hours out of 24 if according to my screen time report. So, um, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they're constantly glued to these things. And that mobile uh, ubiquity, to use a, a very jazzy-sounding word, everybody's got a mobile phone. So I thought we need to get this thing on, onto mobiles and, and make it really easy to use. And then, and then cryptocurrency will take off because I believe in all of it. I'm a massive, massive fan and believer in, uh, in Bitcoin. I watched the Ethereum ICO and thought, cracky, this is bringing a whole new layer, programmatic layer into, into uh, crypto. So... I love the space and, and just wanted to be part of it uh, and bring something to the table. Let's look at the evolution of Electronium because it did start uh, as, as one thing and has evolved into multiple things, actually, with the focus in a couple different areas. What was the original vision for Electronium and, and talk a little bit about the early wallet? Because I remember being able to do some remote mining. Yeah, okay. So uh, what we did is 
the, the, the original original concept before we'd even gone live was uh, that we needed to, to find a route to the mass market. We wanted to get this to, into the hands of a lot of people and get them using it to do things. And I have a couple of colleagues of mine that are in the gaming space, not, not the gambling space, the gaming as in computer games, um, fairly big uh, brands that you'll know. Uh, I, I know a couple of the guys that, that are high up in there. So I thought, well, I can utilize my friendships with these guys to, to, to leverage the gaming community. It's not something that I am personally an expert at. If you look at the color of my hair, you'll guess that I am unable to use a joystick with more than up, down, left, right. Uh, you know, uh, But uh, you get the idea that um, what we wanted to do was get out to a mass market. And in our original white paper, we, we had lots of plans within the gaming world, uh, which we haven't given up on, I might add, but, but we... What happened is during our ICO, there was another ICO at the same time called Engine. Don't know if you know about it, but it's a great project. Like it. They already had a much, much bigger access to the gaming world because they were already in it in the other part of their business. And so trying to go head to head with a specialist that was already in the marketplace, largely doing what they were doing, um, wasn't necessarily going to make, you know, we weren't carving out quite the niche that I had in mind. But at the same time, our original white paper talked about the unbanked. And they only talked about it in one place or two places. It was, it was just one of those things that we threw in and said, actually, if you could get, if you can get this, if you can get crypto being used on mobile devices, then then people around the world can can use this. And and the unbanked are perhaps a great target audience. Well, turns out that as we started doing the the next part you talked about, that mobile mining, which I'll come on to, as we started doing that, the people that were adopting, the people that were embracing, and the people that were utilizing Electronium were not the gaming community anyway. They were the unbanked. We, it, our, our market just naturally evolved in that direction. So um, that that phase of our business and how we got to those millions of users was by a massive airdrop, to use the crypto community's phraseology. Uh, we didn't call it an airdrop because, of course, we were dealing with end users that were you know, not very crypto savvy. So, so that we, we, we called it mobile mining. And, and in fact, we, we did, we put, we, we weren't, we weren't uh, uh, um, uh, t- you know, taking anyone on. We took people on a little journey. It wasn't supposed to, 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 to fake mining, but it, we, we called it a mobile mining experience because ultimately people who were mining crypto like myself on a GPU rig, why did you do it? Well, of course, it was a bit of fun and it was quite fun watching crypto accumulate, but ultimately you did it because you wanted to get hold of a bit of crypto. So we, we made this mobile mining experience and we told people what it was. We, we, we probably used the word airdrop, but we certainly told them it was an emulation. And the Apple terms and the uh, Google terms actually prohibited mining on the devices. And in fact, we did try proof of work on Android. We, we jailbroke uh, an Android device early on and uh, we're running uh, proof of work on it as part of our early investigations. We melted the thing. It was, they're not really designed. <laughs> That was something I was going to say. I was like, man, like those devices could get really hot if you were jailbreaking yeah, that thing. Yeah. It was, it was barking. You, know, you, you had 37 minutes of battery power and a, and a pool of molten plastic by the end of it, you know. So <laughs> we're not, not what we're doing. <laughs> that's great. So you evolved and you said, all right, so that's not necessarily going to be the thing. But this no. unbanked. There's a lot there because, I mean, there's there's a lot of countries out there where, you know, folks don't have the, some of the privileges that we have in some of these other countries. And so you are taking it to the masses and really helping out a lot of people. You want to talk about how how you further evolved Electronium? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So we we got we were sort of we had millions of users coming on, which was great. Um, yeah, like four million yeah. users now worldwide, right? Yeah, yeah, we, but yeah. I mean, we probably got. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it, we, we update it on our website regularly. It's it's a lot. I mean, what we've got, we just literally this week published that we've started to go back up again. So we when we dropped that mobile, we stopped the mobile mining. We came to the end of that phase. It was a huge inflationary phase. We were we were putting a lot of ETN out into the marketplace because we needed that broad spread. We've probably got better distribution than, than well, the 99.999% of projects. You know, we, there are only a handful of projects with, with distribution like we've got. So we had this massive distribution event, but it couldn't last forever. So when we ended it, we did have a huge slowdown in user numbers, but the user numbers now started coming back up. We had 9,000 new app installs in a week just last week. So we, the numbers are starting to come back up through usability and through the ecosystem we've developed rather than because they want to do it because it's a free giveaway. So the, the first stage was this giveaway, get loads of people on. And how we, how we evolved into that was because most people in the crypto space, they only think about crypto as a speculative asset. And whilst, you know, that's, that's great, you know, and, and you know, we, there isn't one of us on this call that, that isn't holding some crypto speculative, right? That's, that's, the, that's the reality. That's how probably we all got into the game. Actually, cryptocurrency solves a massive world problem. And when you say there's a few countries or some countries, I mean, it's, it's a much, much bigger thing than I thought. I mean, there's more than a billion people that are unbanked in the world. Lots of different numbers from different reports, some as high as 1.7 billion, but there's certainly more than a billion. So sort of a sixth or a seventh of the entire world's population are out there unbanked. And when you think about it, even getting them banked doesn't solve the problem because the problem is they're remote. They are, they're in places where there isn't necessarily the infrastructure. There isn't a bank. They wouldn't use a bank even if they built one. So we want to skip that whole step uh, and, and get them having access to being able to transfer value around the world. And more importantly, is join that global digital economy without having to, to, to figure out how to build a whole chain of banks uh, all over the world, you know? And even if they were banks, it still doesn't solve the other problems, which is in lots and lots of countries, having a bank account costs you money every month. So you wouldn't use it anyway. Well, and this is what's kind of led to developing the AnyTask platform, which appears to me to now be, you know, the flagship um, use case for Electronium, which is something that so many tokens and coins are missing, but you've managed to figure it out. So what is anytask.com? Yeah, so what, what we did first of all is because everybody was speculating as crypto players, everybody was just speculating, speculating, and people were bringing out new tokens that really they only wanted speculators to buy. They weren't, they weren't looking at getting it used. They weren't even interested in most cases of getting it used. So the first thing we did is, is partnered up with mobile networks. That was the most critical part of, of, of all of it, actually, because what happens is if, if, you're, if you imagine yourself as someone who's unbanked, it's all right saying, okay, lots of these tokens talk about unbanked. Oh, oh you know, oh, we help the unbanked. Well, how? How do you get their tokens? How do you, and if you have got some by some miracle, because there is no way to get them because you have to go to an, open an exchange account, which you need a bank account for, then you need to buy some Bitcoin and send it to the exchange. You know, none of that stuff was going to happen. But even if you did have some, what could you spend it on? That's when it gets critical. So what we did is we partnered up with loads of mobile networks. We were the first cryptocurrency. In fact, I think that is still the only cryptocurrency that has a full partnership with a, with a proper mobile network operator. But 
We've now got uh, over 500 uh, mobile operators that you can buy airtime and data directly with ETN, directly from our app. And what that did was it made that the cryptocurrency have a value outside of speculation and outside of the banking world. So you could, anybody who has ETN could, could realize its value in airtime with, with most, most operators, around 140 countries, most operators cover. So what that meant was that if you went to a guy who was selling street food or a street food vendor, we've got an instant payment system, which is fairly unique. You go bleep, you do an instant payment on our app to the street vendor. Now that street vendor has to have a reason to accept ETN. Now, if, if there's ETN around him, and people are talking about ETN, and he can use that ETN to top up his phone, and he can use it to top up his, his friend's phone, family's phones. He can convert it into his own local currency, whatever that is, without us even being aware of it. So we gave value to ETN with that. We, un, we sort of gave a backstop to the value. And then we went out, and I, I have to say that I, I thought that I would encourage Upwork, people per hour, uh, freelancer.com, Fiverr. I thought I would encourage one of them to pay out ETN. And that was my first route. And I spent more than a year negotiating with some of them. I mean, to be fair, they were great guys, actually, a lot of them. Uh, some of them were dismissive. And some of them we got in and actually spoke to them. Some of them, they got right up to the board level where people wanted to do it, but the lawyers murdered it. And mm. I didn't blame them. It's too scary, you know. From their legal point of view, they thought, well, if we get involved in crypto, maybe our bankers will cut us off, you know. They were so that's terrified. A valid, that's a valid concern. I mean, that's happened to, that's happened to several things, yeah. Absolutely, totally valid concern, but unbelievably frustrating for me because we built this payment network that was awesome, mm. and uh, and then we couldn't really. We, we were, we've got lots of places you can spend it, but but there was nowhere for you to be able to earn it. This is the critical part, and it's and it, the whole ecosystem needed it. So in the end, I, I got a bit fed up and thought, well, we've got the same thing. We've got some great coders here. Let's just build one. And I say that word just. We're going to need to put some inverted commas around it because the word just uh, build a freelancer platform powered by crypto uh, is, no, is no small feat. But so we built anytask.com, uh, which cool name, cooler than everybody else's because it is just any task that you want. You can go onto any task and buy. That, but, domain, that domain had to not be available. You had to buy that on the secondary market or an auction. You can buy it on the secondary market. Um, uh, we paid about $15,000 for it, I think. So okay. it wasn't. Cheapest in the world, but actually, it wasn't. It wasn't outrageous considering what I like. I say, I, I think it's a really cool it's domain. A great name. So, we bought the domain. We, we actually we went through another iteration. Actually, we we called ourselves Gig Fair for a while because it was a sort of fair place to sell gigs. But um, uh, people don't know what gigs are. Uh, we it, it's where, where people have been educated. You know, in the states, they're probably aware of the gig economy. In the UK, they're aware of gig economy, but. When we went out on the ground in the places where we were looking to recruit uh, the people that were going to work in this thing, uh, we, we realized that the word gig, when you translate it nearly everywhere in the world, is something to do with music. And uh, our, our initial study said, if we call this thing gig fair, we're going to add more confusion than anything else. So we, we changed across. We called it any task. Off we went. And my fear was that it would be very difficult to find people that were willing to only earn cryptocurrency. And, and, and when I say cryptocurrency, it's only earn electronic. So I was a bit nervous about it. And uh, we went live. Uh, it went well, uh, better than we could have expected. And it's just got better and better and better. And it's crazy. We've got, as of now, we've got 24,000 live tasks on any task. It's only just over six months up. 
That's pretty remarkable. And this fixes a problem in the space, right? Because right now, uh, people are accustomed to using Fiverr.com and, and Upwork and some other sites. What's broken with these platforms that any task fixes? Yeah, well, it's not so much that they're broken, in, in, in all fairness. You know, I mean, uh, some of these platforms are turning over 100 well, well, million. I don't, I don't mean broken that they don't no, work. I mean that there are some yeah. serious disadvantages yeah. for those who yeah. use the platform. That I can define. So the, 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 the biggest disadvantage to, to the global user, uh, even if you are banked, is their fantastic uh, cost to, to the freelancer. So they, uh, if we take five, I don't call them fantastic, by the way, that's a decidedly British thing, right? Oh, yeah. Something's fantastic. We just say it, it's ridiculous or it's so. Yeah, there you go. You are right. Yes, we, it is. It's a, it is British. We, we use the word like pedestrian as well. We have these strange words we throw in. I like pedestrian. I also like the way you use brilliant for great. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yes, that's what I'm standing. I, I've got brilliant lights above me as well. But, uh, uh but yeah, we, we do, we, we're a, uh, what are we separated by a common language? So, uh, and a whole lot of water. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of water, yeah. So, my apologies to uh, to our, our our fine friends over the Atlantic who can't understand a word I'm saying. But uh, effectively, um, we we charge considerably less to the freelancer. And when I say considerably less, we don't charge the freelancers anything. We thought it would be fairer if the buyer pays a small fee to pay for the platform. Because the buyer generally is the one who has more money, whereas every other platform charges the freelancer a percentage. And in the case of Fiverr, they charge 20% to the freelancer for, for the job. So one day a week, the freelancers are working for PayPal. You know, they, well, that's, they, that's ridiculous because they also charge when you buy. They, you know, yeah. like they have that fee. It used to just be, you know, you buy something for, for, five, for Fiverr. It's a $5 thing. And they would take 50 cents. So they're taking 10%. From the people when they're buying it at least now and they're taking a big percent from the freelancers yeah well certainly five or take 20 percent of the freelancers fee wow. and they might have uh transfer costs on top of that because they pay out with paypal mm. I, I think i said paypal a moment ago instead of fiverr but well that that leads us on to the second part of the the issue which is we work a lot in cambodia we've done a partnership with uh, with cell card which is a, an mno mobile network operator in, in cambodia PayPal doesn't work in Cambodia. Uh, there are lots of places around the world where PayPal doesn't have a brilliant banking relationship. Uh, there are some places where PayPal works slightly, but not fully. Places like Nigeria, where uh, there's so many scams, which is fair to say, but there are so many scams. What they've done is they've then ruined it for the good, honest citizens of Nigeria, of which, of course, are the majority. So when these people who have these incredible skills and they've They've gone to a university and they've learned something and they are now forced with, to, to go. They're, they're, they're technologists. They, they can, let's say they've got fantastic design skills or they're 3D renderers or something amazing. But their only chance to do work is to stand on the corner and go and get some work on a construction site because there's, there's no outlet for, for, for what they're creating. So they want to join the international uh, uh, global economy. But they can't because they're because they are precluded from it by the system. So of course we've given them an opportunity, and yeah, we we knew that that was what we were doing, but we didn't realise just how viral that would go. So we we've got um, lots and lots of people are, are sort of YouTube influencers 
that have picked up on this story and are, are talking about it. And we see these huge influxes of users coming from that. So it's been it's been absolutely great. In fact, we we are struggling to keep because buyers are now the issue. We've got so many sellers that uh, that actually we we we've got to to pile buyers in the front door. So we've got a TV campaign starting in the United States at the beginning of next year. So uh, we we should be um, firing more buyers into the to the front door whilst the sellers are at the back, you know, in the in the steam room or whatever, shoveling away with coal. Mm. That's nice. That's nice. So, you know, I know this is a huge industry and I know, you know, I think back in 2013, uh, Odesk was a really big one. Elance was a big one. They merged and they became what today is Upwork. And I've actually had a chance to interview the CEO, Stephane Casreal over there. And, you know, it was in early days of crypto and I was chatting with him about crypto. And, you know, I was always thinking like, you know, this is something, this is a space where, you know, there are a lot of people in a whole lot of places around the world that they just don't make a lot of money in those countries. You know, Indonesia, Philippines, some of the South American countries, they just don't make a lot per day. And there's a whole lot of folks out there who need projects done. And it's just a great way to, you know, to engage some of these very, very talented people. I think personally, the most talented graphic designers and animators in the world are in the Philippines. They're not in America. They're in the Philippines and they kill it. They're, they're really good. And so finding those types of talent, using a tool like, I've you know, we've used Upwork for projects in the past. And, and it's like, it's so great to see that some of these really talented people are coming to any task because now we can start using any task to bring those types of, of, you know, to work on projects that we need help with. So what, what are ty- some of the, the best categories that you would say currently on any task? So we, we want to activate buyers out there. You're listening to Bad Crypto and you say, hey, I have a task to do. What kind of tasks should people expect when they come to any task? Besides yeah. any task. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it's getting that way. Uh, it's, it's a shockingly large array of, of, of talent. Uh, anything in the creative field. So, for instance, right down from, from very laborious, dull jobs that you'd want to outsource because, because even though you could do it or your team could do it, why would you when you can outsource it so cheap? So, for instance, product cutouts. If you've got 500 products to cut out from a, from a background to give a transparent background, you could outsource that on any task and you'll find someone who will do 15 or 20 product cutouts for, for for five bucks or something crazy because it's a fairly low skilled job, but, but it just needs time uh, right up to highly detailed uh, cartoons, animations. Uh, so whiteboard explainer videos, voiceovers, translations, of course, uh, proofreading and copywriting, uh, logo design, website design. I mean, just the list goes on. I mean, the strangest ones I've seen are things like tarot readings, where they do a video of a tarot reading. And there's some really peculiar things. But at the same time, uh, there's all the things that you would expect to find and indeed want to outsource. So if you were starting a small business or running a small business, you could definitely outsource tons of your design, tons of your social media headers, YouTube video intros, all that kind of stuff. You just There's some great people on there making things. And, and, and they're so much cheaper uh, if, if you get a chance or anyone listening gets a chance, go to news.anytask.com and have a look. We, every time we see people that are regular buyers or regular sellers, we, we do a little case study. We interview them and then we put it on there. And 
there are some great stories on there anyway of people that, that, that whose lives are being touched by this, both as a buyer or a seller. And some of them are, are, are quite scientific. They've gone, right, I, I use Fiverr a lot, for instance. So what I've done is I've moved across to use you. One of the guys says, I find that I can buy the same skill five times cheaper on any task. And the people that are doing it are bending over backwards to please me because they want to get that five-star review. So a uh, fraction of the price of, of our competitors because we're empowering someone and that someone is really pleased to earn that level of money. Oh, one thing I should point out to anyone who's listening, the other thing that's made this a success, and it is by far and above the most successful attempt at this that's ever been done. There's been a few other attempts at getting a crypto-powered freelance platform, but none of them have taken off, but that's because they were both ends powered with crypto only. So from our point of view, anyone in the States or anywhere else in the world who wants to buy, they just buy with their credit card, just the mm-hmm. same as they would on Fiverr, just the same as they would on, on Upwork. And then what we, by the magic of some, some sort of legal framework and some, some dancing around with an OTC desk and some other bits and bobs, ETN then gets spat out of the other end, uh, completely unbeknownst to the, to the buyer, and the seller earns in, um, in ETN at the back end. And then how do they convert that? Well, so they convert that uh, by a myriad of different ways. And some of them uh, have, uh, some of them have got exchange accounts. Uh, If they are in Nigeria, they can use it to buy um, airtime, of course, or in, in, we've got four countries in Africa where you can buy your, um, your electricity directly with ETN. We've got electricity provider deals. We are just going live with, doesn't sound like many in a whole continent, but, but it's quite a lot for crypto. We're just going live with 700 shops a chain of 700 shops across africa where people can buy food they can buy medicine we've got a little shopping cart system in in our app that goes live in around a month that enables you to to buy these things then go and collect them so we're we're building up those outputs and we are looking at there are there are quite a few networks of bitcoin sellers around the world so we're talking to some of those to uh, to establish to see whether because because we've got a lot of users so it it will drive uh, people into to their business if we can partner up. So uh, they, you're going to see more and more, more and more things come online with uh, with those what I would call on ramp off ramps. Without so, you, Richard. To be clear, you don't need to have Electronium wallet or Electronium in that wallet to create a task. You can use dirty fiat, and you guys will swap it out on the fly. That's exactly right. So the buyers, it was critical to us that the buyers. If you run a, a small agency or an e-commerce site. You don't want to have to take the whole learning curve of learning about crypto, learning what you can do, how to use it, how to buy on an exchange. You know, to you guys, it's second nature. To me, it's second nature. We know what a limit order is and a market order. We look at those charts and they don't freak us the hell out. But a lot of people out there that have never been introduced to the crypto market, if you send them to an exchange, their heads will explode. Yeah, we don't want we don't want exploding heads. That's that's no good. So, I mean, so, so just so everyone knows, any task. Any, any, pretty much any digital, any sort of online task, not like a task like, hey, come clean out my gutters. No, no, that's right. No, it's not. Uh, there was a, there was one of those that got built, bought out by IKEA, actually called Task Rabbit. Yes. Where, where it was physical, you know, you, you would like ask someone to come and, and mow your lawn or, or yeah, assemble. Yeah. No, assemble my damn IKEA shit because like. Yeah. Assemble it as far as you get until you realize the key bolt is missing. Look yeah. at all the categories, though. Uh, if you go to anytask.com, and this is, you know, those of you in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, 
this is a chance to support a you know a technology that is really uh, implementing something here that is is functional for an altcoin for a cryptocurrency and is you're you're getting something of value so like i don't care what it is you need done if you need a new logo if you need a banner ad if you need a business card if you need web traffic if you if you need a, a survey created i'm just looking through some of the things here if you need a writer if you need translation press releases a, um, an animated banner a gif a voiceover coding web php data research file conversion and then and then there's crafting and lifestyle category in here too go and let's see, you, there's got to be something you need let's let's you know have an outpouring of hiring people on any task and getting some great stuff created that meets a need for you fantastic yeah i'd love to see uh, any you know anybody listening to this come along and have a look I promise you, you'll find something that, that you'll be blown away with how little it costs. But the beautiful thing about it is that when you buy from these people and you, of course you interact with them, it's not quite like going to an e-commerce site where you just buy something. You, you're actually interacting with you. You're messaging them and telling you what you want and then then bouncing to and fro. So they may, they may deliver it and you go, I like what you've done, but would you mind taking some of those jagged edges off or something? You're interacting with these people. Uh, that's one of the other things it does, by the way, that it's really cool with is they don't need to be fluent in English necessarily. Uh, they mo Most of the people tend to be, but it's also got a translation system built into it, which enables people to buy from some of the very poorest people in the world. But it's got all sorts of toys deliberately built so that it, you can you get the best quality delivered and you're making a difference to that person's life. But at the same time, you've still got total protection. So you've got 100% payment protection. So if you're not satisfied, you don't pay, you get a refund. So we, we, we absolutely know that that seller is going to nail it. You're going to be blown away by, um, by what they've produced and at the price point. Uh, so uh, once people try it, there's a 70% chance they'll come back and use it again. We've got huge numbers of repeat buyers, which is, which is super. That is great. So what has your strategies been so far to get buyers onto the platform? You said that you've gotten a lot of providers and you said that oh, we need more buyers. So have you guys done any advertising? Have you like done LinkedIn outreach? Have you done Facebook ads, Instagram stuff? Like what has been some of the strategies so far? Yeah, so far, all we've done, and we did a little bit on LinkedIn, but it was very expensive. We did a bit on Twitter that was turned out to be expensive. The best two things we've had in terms of uh, return on investment have been uh, Facebook ads, which uh, is currently, uh, we're still going, but but on uh, on a slight on a slight reduc reduced, um, reduced amount whilst we implement uh, some more detailed tracking. Right. So uh, all, of the, um, all of the sort of uh, Google enhanced e-commerce stuff is being incorporated to the site right now so that we've got better tracking as well as the, the Facebook pixel tracking. So we've got um, uh, an outside agency doing something with that. But yeah, we've done digital advertising, which has driven people in. Uh, and then we also found that when we're talking to... Um, to entrepreneur networks uh, and uh, all sorts of people like stationary companies and, and various people, we've convinced them to send out gift codes to their mailing lists. So it might cost us five, $6,000 worth of gift cards, but the return on investment that comes back uh, is actually better. It costs us less money that way to, to get a, uh, an active user than it does uh, handing Zuckerberg a new uh, a new Lamborghini or whatever. To, uh, <laughs> right. Nice. So yeah, I, and and like I said earlier, we've got uh, uh, 
uh, it's we've had lots and lots of pitches. Uh, we've we, we've narrowed it down to to three at the moment that uh, that look really good for uh, for creating us TV ads. Uh, we, we're creating a dual TV ad for both the US market and the UK market. We've got two different voiceovers, a UK and uh, and US, uh, and then. Um, we, we're not going live in the UK advertising until we've got GBP pricing on the site. At the moment, all pricing on the site is in USD. But uh, January uh, stroke February, we will be live with some TV advertising um, with a reasonable budget to, to drive people in. And so from the Electronium Project's point of view, the people – so, for instance, you guys were saying being in uh, from the ICO point, we are making the use case for Electronium with this, but that doesn't mean this is where it ends. I mean, Electronium stands on its own two feet as a payment system. But what we needed to do is we needed to showcase it in a way that opens people's eyes to the scale of this market. So if you imagine there's a billion people out there that can't watch pay-per-view events, that doesn't mean they don't like boxing, right? It just means they can't watch it. So imagine that they could now watch it because they can pay, because they uh, can earn some ETN and they can spend it on that. So we've got a few uh, TV services that we're talking to, and there are loads of other things like that. So uh, Wi-Fi hotspot providers, they nearly always only take Visa, MasterCard, et cetera. So suddenly there are people traveling around that go past hotspots around different continents. So you could, you could pay with ETN to get access to that. And when you start opening your mind to, to possibilities of digital services, anybody who sells a digital service anywhere in the world can have access to a whole new market. And this is where we come full circle back to where I started sitting in my study uh, a few years ago, which was we wanted to, to touch the gaming market. And remember that all paid gaming uh, excludes a billion people on the planet. So you see the likes of Fortnite or, or any of these uh, gaming companies where they've made vast fortunes by giving access to the game, but then you buy in-game items. But none of these billion people can buy those items. Mm. So crypto, and I'm not just saying Electronium, but we're just an obvious choice, but crypto is the solution to that. There's going to be a, a huge new market. And I think the Western companies, as they start to come online to crypto, will suddenly go, Oh my God, there's a billion people to sell to. So why would you not? Why would you not embrace crypto and, and open your doors to a new market? Little bit of implementation cost, virtually nothing. Uh, and then a viral, a viral growth possibility uh, in, a, in a whole new wide world. The, uh, the token is Electronium. You can go to electronium.com. The symbol is ETN. And this website where y'all are going to go and hire somebody is anytask.com. So I wonder, Richard, is there some special thing we can do for the listeners to this podcast to be able to try out any task, uh, it you know, no cost to them, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we I mentioned the gift card system earlier. Let's let's get a gift card out to to everybody on your newsletter or something along those lines. Oh man, that that's great. How much would the gift card be for? Uh, well, I don't know how many people you've got on your newsletter, but um, if if we were to say uh, say twenty five dollars um, a piece what we know that our onboarding cost is around 25 dollars when we use facebook advertising we may be able to get it cheaper than that but at the moment that's what our roi is so uh, sorry our, our, our onboarding cost is so, fantastic. so all right so you guys here's what you want to do you want to we're, we're not going to make this last forever though okay this is going to be like a 48 hour deal 
um, that you have to listen to the show and you have to go sign up for our newsletter at badco.in forward slash news badco.in forward slash news you also get our uh, we've got a, a report there that uh, has uh, it's, it says 2019 report still very valid in terms of what's it, the content that's inside you get the free pdf put your first name your email and drop your wax wallet address in there too because that could qualify you for some random airdrops from bad crypto badco.in forward slash news and um, if you're in in time, you're going to get an email with a link that's only good for you to be able to claim a $25 any task gift certificate. So you want to hurry up and do that. Thanks for that, Richard. That's really kind. That is awesome. Yeah, no, not at all. It's, uh, it'd be great to see some people come across and uh, we'll keep you posted as to, uh, to how many people uh, yeah. uh, use it and uh, what they thought. Maybe you can uh, you know, do some stories with you guys. Just to warn you, man, that's maybe more than a hundred thousand dollars. So, like, we're going. You know, I don't know. I don't, hopefully, we. Uh, I think uh, we'll get a bunch of people excited about uh, trying out some stuff because there's a lot of people out there who are really excited about the NFT space and excited about you know building projects. So maybe you can find some artists if you had some ideas around that. Hey, I want to talk real quickly. So you just recently had a new partnership, Electronium did with a travel business, right? Lock Trip Partners. You guys have have partnered with them and 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 now well there's all these different hotels and properties and is it airlines and stuff tell us about what is going on with lock trip deal yeah well it's uh i mean it's, again it's an interesting one i think we're the first people that, that they i mean they, they accept other cryptos but i think that you know we're the, we're the first people they've actually partnered with we again we're just looking for places to, that are off ramps for etn so that if people are earning it they can make use of it and, and preferably in a way that actually saves people money uh, and lock trip uh, is a bit like hotel.com or hotels.com and, and it's it enables people to to buy travel and to buy uh, hotel rooms and, and places to stay now obviously at the moment with the state of the world it's perhaps a uh, a, a, a slightly um, uh, terrible time to uh, to be you know launching that but at the same time if you are booking any of those things if you pay with etn there's actually a discount so it's it is actually cheaper to go out and buy some ETN and use the ETN, which encourages people to use ETN, than it is to use your credit card. So uh, it's an interesting and, and a great uh, partnership. And once again, we, 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 we just want to make sure that as we start to grow these things, more and more corporates realize, you know what? Hang on a second here. We've got, we've got a cryptocurrency that we, we're slightly different to, to most, actually, in terms of we, we're not... Um, uh, averse to KYC and AML and some of those practices that that uh, uh, the authorities are nervous about around crypto, but we are going to uh, to embrace and have embraced uh, all regulation that is thrown at us, so that we are the obvious choice in the regulated space and in the in the space of people that are trying to do the right thing by the way of corporates and people. So we're, we're a good choice, and and the more partnerships like this we get. It'll be more more obvious to more and more corporates to uh, to choose Electronium as as their partner for payment. Fantastic. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. Finally, it's great to speak with you after uh, three years plus of following Electronium, and we encourage those of you out there listening to uh, check this out. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter right away. Badco.in/news. 
get this any test gift card out to you here as soon as I can figure out how to technically do it with our mailing list software. Yeah. And uh, I do have one final question though, Mr. Joe Confort, we wrap this up because I was noticing like back in July, you guys did something called a double having event. And so does that mean that people that had electronium, it got double halved or what, what is, what does that mean? No. So you see, um, uh, you Bitcoin, uh, people, if, if you follow Bitcoin, you'll have heard of the phrase halving. This mm -hmm. is where the block rewards got halved uh, and every four years they halve again. And again, that's how Bitcoin uh, works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what we did is we, we actually dropped down to, to under 2% token inflation, which is almost exactly the same as, as Bitcoin's token inflation. Okay. Uh, and it just happened that we were dropping by so much that we called it a double halving because it was, it was a halving and, 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 a, and another halving all in one go. It was a quartering. So, we, <laughs> so we, yeah, so we wanted to um, – we bought, it's exactly right. Yeah, but nobody heard of that. So that sounds like something you'd do to a, uh, to a medieval robber. <laughs> you might hang them first. And then so, uh, so yeah, we uh, we we did this event, and and we did it to 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 make sure that our token inflation was in a place that that makes people happy. So there isn't tons of ETN coming out in block reward. Our blockchain is another whole thing to talk about because it's run by NGOs. They they run our validating servers, but uh, our block reward is around the same as um, as Bitcoin. Uh, which is fractional compared to the likes of Ethereum or, or XRP or whatever, you know, who are still running much, much, much higher inflation rates every year. All righty. Well, you guys know where to go now. Richard, thanks again. We're going to keep our eye on Electronium and I'm going to go hire somebody to do a task, any task. Any task. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Joel. Thank you, Travis, as well. Very, very kind of you to have me on. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. And uh, I hope you have a cracking day. There you go, gang. Make sure you get signed up for our newsletter, badco.in forward slash news, so we can get this $25 AnyTask gift card out to you, and you can go try it out for yourself. Are you still eating these nuts over there? Dude, I tell you what, I don't even know what kind these nuts are, but they, it's like a nut that has honey on it, and then it has little nuts on top of it. I don't know what they are because they're in, it's, they're in Russian. So I can't, I can't Google it. I don't know what the hell they are. But, oh, my God, they, these nuts are so delicious. These Russian nuts. These, I love these Russian nuts. <laughs> you are Russian nuts, Sir it's Lord like, Travis. Like, right. It's like flax seeds on top of this. Like it's dipped in honey and the flax seeds or sesame know. seeds or some shit. I don't know, dude. They're so good. Delicious. Hey, if you guys have been searching for a debit card that allows you to spend your crypto easily, then you want to check out the CoinZoom Visa card. It's a true debit card that instantly converts your crypto to the fiat accepted by the merchant. All you got to do is choose what crypto you want to spend. I'm going to spend my this coin. The D's Nuts coins. You can then use your card to spend crypto at 53 million merchants around the world. Booking hotels, rental cars, make ATM withdrawals. And the best part, you get up to 5% back with every purchase in crypto. If you register right now, you can get $10 in free crypto by going to this link, badco.in forward slash coin zoom. You got nothing to lose. Everybody listening, bookmark this badco.in forward slash coin zoom. Check it out. We think you're going to dig it. You're going to like it. And we like you. So thank you for tuning in to the Bad Crypto Podcast. As we've mentioned in, in previous episodes, with crypto kind of going up on a terror, we, we're noticing a nice uptick in listeners. So if this is the first time you have listened, please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, Amazon, 
You can do that there within the Audible podcast. The, the Audible app has podcasts now, all the different places. Uh, you can iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. Just go ahead and hit subscribe, and then you can tune in. There's going to be so much news coming up over these next couple months. You're going to want to listen to us to see what's up. All right, gang, we'll check you out soon, or you'll check us out soon, or somebody will be checking something out. I don't know. Stay bad. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. I'm checking out these nuts. Check out those nuts. Are they crunchy and delicious? Oh, man, they're so seedy.